0: So I kind of turned it over, but also got the ball back and did something really good with it in this episode. Uh, This episode was produced about a year and a half, two years ago, but I am just now posting it. Forgive me. Don't ask me why. But to make up for it even more, I am going to sponsor a coach or a player to a free uh, six months of the academy, Devon's. Academy. Annual program where he gives you all of his knowledge. He actually travels to at least one country, one state to personally train you. I will sponsor your Academy membership for the rest of the year. If, if, to the person who sends me the best question to ask Devin, Uh, He has agreed to possibly being interviewed again, so anyone who sends me the best question that I can ask him on the next interview, I will give you the rest of the year free in his annual membership, which is the Academy. So thank you to 10,000 Hours to Devin, thank you to Coach Gotwin who set this interview up, so thank you all, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and let me know how we can make the next one even better. Man, yeah. Um Karan was telling me about it. And honestly, man, I didn't even know you were uh uh so first backup. I went to school, I graduated two years ago, I studied uh video communication, so I did Adobe, all that kind of stuff. I really didn't didn't like it at all. Then I started watching your stuff, I'm like, dang, I do like this now. Like yeah. <laughs> that's dope. It, you make people like their majors, man. That's that's dope. <laughs> I, hated, I hated school for the longest until I started doing what I'm doing now. So find found a reason to graduate. And so was it really like them, uh, I think I was watching your series, was it the teachers that really pushed you? Like, man, I'm about to get smart or I'm about to do work. I mean, what, what made you switch? I mean, it just made
1: sense that my teacher who was teaching me actually worked in the field that I was interested in going in like all throughout my career nobody none of my science teachers were scientists you know what i mean
0: yeah 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 so you and before i ask me I'm, I'm recording now but how can i make and really my whole goal my audience is basketball trainers wow. and these guys have questions for you we we're we're building a software for trainers to like you know you got mind body you got uh, Zen Planner, Constant Contact, all these softwares, and we're combining them into one. And we just have a podcast to interview, guys like you, to help these trainers out. Wow. But my my main question for you before we like get too deeply into it is, how can I make this a a win for you, if at all possible?
1: No, I'm here to help you, so don't don't even trip off me. Trust me, I'm good.
0: Word. Okay. All right, man. Say no more. Um. By the way, though, man, Goku shirts, those things are fresh. Man, I used to love Goku, Vegeta, uh, yeah, DBZ. So, man. That's- That's my show, so I got I had I had to do something with it eventually, just to pay homage.
1: (laughs) It's it's always funny meeting meeting people who actually
0: watch the show. (laughs) So you got you got Vegeta, Goku, Gohan. I mean, who who's your who's your people, bad and good? Favorite? My
1: you actually were my favorite character, or is what? Yeah, favorite
0: characters, favorite favorite villain and favorite hero.
1: Probably Trunks, my favorite uh, favorite character on the show. Goku being close. Uh, damn, that's a tough one. I like uh black Goku as the or, or maybe a uh, Cell, is as the uh the the enemy. It's a lot of good ones, man. I was, that was one of my show, childhood stuff. To be honest with you, uh Dragon Ball Z is probably the reason why I started like really working hard. Like I used to watch the show and it'd be so juiced. I started doing push-ups and stuff, man. Like that was that was my show. <laughs>
0: They try to like find a hyperbolic time chamber type junk and then
1: (laughs) while I started really like really getting after it, though.
0: That's crazy, man. I um so I'm more yeah, I'm on the Goku side. What do you watch the GT or are you watching like the original, the old, old school, like Piccolo was the first villain type junk?
1: Yeah, that was crazy. I I watched all of them, man. I watched all of them.
0: So Yeah. Um so I'm going to go everywhere with this thing, man, because there's a bunch of questions and people are asking questions too. You, from what I'm I'm noticing, and I jumped into this not too long ago, and I see that the trend is to find a popular athlete, a really good athlete, take pictures with them, and other kids start swarming and you get more business that way. Oh. You are really reticent to get pictures with NBA players, anybody. You went the opposite route. You started training some, some Asian kids and wow. you blew up that way. What's your mindset, man, with this whole branding thing and, and building business when it comes to the basketball training? Well I think I've
1: kind of told everybody the same thing. I never really tried to be a basketball trainer. It just kind of happened. Um I didn't want I mean I didn't know anything about it. Uh there's no school for it. I was going to school for editing. You know, a lot of people know the story, so I'm not gonna go too deep into that. But um I never thought it, it was funny. Is my mom always just say like, "You need to go get one of these uh, trainers, these big time, these big time basketball players, and you need to train them, and then like post about it. day you get business, and it, it makes sense." And I don't like any, I don't like anybody's training, anybody's business model. That's not what I do. But my thing was just becoming better at what I wanted, what I wanted to do, and I started liking basketball training. So I was like, I need to get better at it. So I decided to. So I would study under guys that like coaches, trainers, whatever I could get my hands on. I started just watching basketball a lot. Um, my thing was never to build my business. It was just to help kids. And a lot of people told me, I've heard from a lot of different people. If you help others, you end up helping yourself, but you can't do it with bad intentions or you can't do it with intentions on helping yourself. It has to come from the heart. So. That's just kind of what i focused on. And even nowadays, like, I'm just focused on helping the people around me become better, as good or better than me and whatever they're trying to do. And that's how things have been growing. It's, uh, it's not because I'm trying to, like, you know, grow my following. It would be nice to have a million followers. But the thing is, people always ask me about that. But I have, like, real fans. Like, I have real – I don't really call them fans. They're more like a support team. people who really support me and back what I do and it's not because I try to go after this person or train Kobe or train LeBron and then put my name behind it because some of these players are going to be good no matter what you do I've seen guys that are being trained by guys that tell me that they don't really know how to make players better like they'll tell me that yet they'll be training and I'm not going to name any names because I you know I respect them but You know that's just what it is. Some people are just born with it, and if they stick around the basketball long enough, you know it's nothing really so much that I can I can help you go to a different level. But at the same time, I'm not gonna say hey you need me because you don't. It's not true.
0: Right. So, man, tell me, (laughs) tell me what you were doing for, and I guess in the intro, I'll, I'll let everybody know what. You know, your story, your background, you can go on that too, man, since we have a little bit of time. But tell me what you were doing for income when you started training uh, your two guys in the very beginning. You're doing it for free. How are you making money to sustain a passion?
1: Uh, Well, like this, I was, where did I start training? I was living out of my friends. Uh, dang, that's crazy. I ain't never really thought of it. Nobody's ever asked me that. But my parents were always just helping me out. They supported the fact that I wanted to go to school. Um, and then after a certain point, it just kind of took their hands away. But when I first started training, they were helping me out with rent. Um, and then I was kind of doing like little things here and there to help people out, to make a little bit of extra money on the side so that I could afford groceries, so I could do this, so I could do that. So um, it started blowing up like things started I was able to start making money a little bit later but for I think two years I did not got paid training at all I under I, I tweeted about this a minute ago like I undervalued myself but my thing was I didn't know I, I, if I were to do it all over again I may have done the same thing I may have done it the same way because like I said there's no there's no education there's no training basketball education you have to do all that work on your own there's no school for it so me going around And learning from all these other guys, then I can go say, Hey, you know what? Now I I know that I can help you become better. It's not just gonna be me like just flip a bunch of tennis balls in the air and we're gonna start dribbling, you're gonna get better. Like, no, I know how to help players get better because I started with guys who really don't stand a chance. They really don't stand a chance in this basketball world. They're short, they're not strong, they're not naturally gifted, and I help those guys get scholarships. Um, whether that be D1, D2, like I got players that are going from all different types of levels, D, even in AI. But the fact that they even got to that level is like dope to me because especially with the guys I started off with, I had no clue what I was doing. So make a long story short, I, I wasn't training guys and um, I was doing whatever I could. I was working 49ers games like, you know, the guys out there with the yellow coats that check you before you come in. That was me and some of my teammates. I was doing that type of stuff. So, um, I mean, I would say that it turned out into something good. And nowadays, I can train. I can uh, charge players for what I'm worth, what I believe I'm worth.
0: Man, so you are you saying that's a really interesting, by the way, too? Because a lot of guys, I mean, I'm in that same boat. Like, just took a leap of faith. Just didn't knew I didn't want to work a job, right? But you, did you undervalue yourself to the point where you went free? for it like that was i was
1: working guys out because there. i looked at them i always told them this and they i mean you can take it how you want but i told them you're like you're just a guinea pig like i'm gonna learn how to train through you and whatever happens happens are you with it or are you not it was a a contract that we signed verbally and everybody who was there like because people want to become better at basketball they're like cool like let's just do it i mean just being around basketball you're going to get better You're going to learn how to do things. You're going to pick up on little tricks. Um, And that's just what it was. So I was doing it 100% free and we were going. That's the worst part about it. I was going like five, six times a week for like three hours, four hours a day. I just working out, working out, working out all for free. Now, look at that. It just seems weird, but. The funny thing about it is, just I learned so much through those players. that just were like, "Hey, let's go, let's go to the gym." We were breaking into, gym, sneaking into gyms, sneaking we in gyms. We're, you know, doing whatever we could to get in. It. So it worked out for the better.
0: Man, that's interesting because now I know you're cool with Drew, yeah, uh, J Law, DJ, all those guys, and I have their. I'm getting all of their programs, and these guys. I mean, they're the real deal, right? They're the top of the the industry, what they do. What are you realizing is the biggest difference from what they're doing now, which I'm sure you're doing too, versus what you were doing in the beginning, in the middle-ish, when you started to learn a little bit with the training?
1: Detail. Um, It's kind of tough because I was – a lot of stuff that I used to do, some of it I still do now, but – I just learned how to break things down a lot better. And I learned to look at things a lot closer. So when I started training, I would look at people, like look at the film and then we would go work on it. But what I've learned, and I don't really judge too many other people's training. Um, I just learned to teach the how or the why before the how. So like when I started, I just would teach how to do something like, cause I could do it. I, I play, I was a street baller. So anything handle wise, any crossover, I can always do it, and I could. And if I didn't know how to do it, I could pick up on it fast after I watched it. So I was always able. Oh, let's just do this. How do you do that? Well, just watch me do it. Boom, 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 And I would do it. Oh, this is the footwork. So we would work on footwork. But now I can explain the situation of why. That's one thing that I learned that some of the trainers that were that I'm working with now, they do a good job at, of explaining the why and the how. Um, and it's all everybody's. Everybody's approach is different. But, you know, me, I try to make things easy as possible. But those guys, they're like, they're like very studied up on what they do. And I and I support that. No matter we're all gonna have stuff that we don't disagree with each or that we don't agree with each other on. But they're at the top of the game for a reason. Adidas and all these, they didn't select these guys for no reason. Like they're actually good at what they do.
0: For sure. So I'm I'm curious, just from my background with, with video editing, which I hate it. But what what was your sleep schedule, man? You you just said you worked four or five, three four hours training, but then you got to go edit these videos. I mean, what's, what's sleep? your sleep schedule like around this time? What's that? <laughs> yeah, I sleep, have- right. I have- <laughs> sleep schedule, right? <laughs> I do not have one of those.
1: Uh- I was up on, when I was learning how to edit, I'd be up all night because, well, I found out through editing I didn't actually love basketball. I love editing, And know, uh, I, I didn't love it as much as I say that I did, and I would spend hours and hours and hours just trying to figure out how to do this, and you just kind of get addicted to it, you kind of feel like, oh man, I like that edit, I'm going to try it again, I'm going to try it, I'm going to try to remix it this time, and um, things will turn out the way that you want, it's kind of like, painting a picture you know abstract artist it's different people won't people will never see your your goals the, the way that you do they'll never see it as clear as you do but for me like I don't really make videos for people i make them for myself because I like doing it so being that I was doing that I just got super addicted to making videos um, so I could if you want me to put a number to it I mean six seven hours a day just editing and it's not six seven hours a day
0: Okay. and
1: i can tell you right now maybe even more sometimes but i can tell you right now that it ain't for everybody like right? because editing it can be a struggle even when i'm doing things that i don't want to do i'm editing for people that like i don't edit for people i don't like that don't have anything to do with my business because i'm more attached to what i'm trying to build um and i may sound selfish but it is it is what it is because now when you got people saying that you don't that that aren't around you all the time. They're just like, hey, look, I need you to change that. Okay, let me change that. Or right, put that back in. Change that. And it's like, man, like, I just put all my work. This is how I wanted it to do. Imagine painting a picture, and I'm like, you know what? Take that stroke back. I don't really like that. Paint it black. Paint it red. It's like, no, like, this is what I see. This isn't what you see. Um, so there are people who have to do this and you know if you're working in the movie industry this is what you're just gonna have to deal with. but for me personally I'm not that I'm not a fan of all of that so
0: man that you kind of answered one of the questions I had you said you don't you realize you love editing not basketball and I think you said you were uh, about to give a presentation and something happened to you that never really happened to you with basketball you got nervous yeah. Do you get nervous with basketball now or what's your relationship with basketball do you still love it or not as much or what's that basketball relationship
1: like? training i love studying basketball playing i don't really play that much i mean i play every now and then. I me mean, in vegas i was kind of hoping that you know how about you get out there with the kids and i'm cool with that like playing ones every now and then my body can't take it as much i've been with my cousin he's been helping me get back other than that like i haven't been playing as much but uh um, when i was playing high school and everything i never got nervous it was just like I'm just going to play basketball. So I do it at the park. I'm doing it at the practice. I'm doing it in the gym. I don't care if people are watching. It's the same thing. It's literally like a basketball on some players. Like, why would I be nervous about that? Which I don't knock anybody else from being nervous. But when I, I mean, because people could probably look at it the same way with me who are good at public speaking. Like when I got in front to present, you know, what I worked so hard on, I wanted people to like it so much because I love it so much. So it's like, damn, what if, they think a certain way about me. I never thought about that with basketball. I don't care what you think, like I'm going out there, I'm throwing downs, I'm locking up, like whatever. Like you feel how you feel. But with this editing thing, it was just like, it was so, it was mine, like it's like having a kid. Like, you know, like, it's kind of hard to explain, but you know, you'll never know until you actually do it until you actually feel super passionate about something. And right when it hit me, right when I presented in front of everybody, I was like, whoa, like this is, I thought, I thought I was going to die, like my heart started beating like just racing like crazy. So um, that's when I knew like, man, I guess I never really liked basketball that much because this is this is what it should feel like, you know, heartbreak and, you know, like, you know, the best moments of your life and, you know, tears of joy. That's I felt that, but it didn't happen until I started editing videos, and, you know, training basketball players. And so now when I'm training guys and I go see them play, I get nervous. Cause it's like you want them to do so well, um, you put so much time into them, um, and you know them as people. Uh, basketball tells you a lot about a person. So I know a lot of these guys, um, professionals or young guys that I train, and it's a man. It's an incredible feeling because it's like a rush. Like it's kind of like jumping out of a plane and skydiving. Like you do it for the rush. So that's pretty much it.
0: What well, did the class like your assignment? Did they like the day in the life project that you people presented? Loved
1: it. People loved it. they were like kind of like blown away. And I was on anytime I make a video, I'm like, dang, like I kind I'm starting to get away from it because I just do it for my love for it. But I always used to think, like, especially like my first episode, like, damn, how are people gonna feel about this? Because I started doing this thing where i people call it rapping, but I was just I grew up on uh on um like what was it? Poetry Slam. Some I can't think of the name uh, there was something that used to come on BET where they used to come on and like say like all kind of poetry. I remember seeing Kanye West on the show. I remember seeing a lot of different comment. Um it's not spoken word I don't
0: know what it was. That I mean, I was spoken, spoken word, word but I forgot.
1: It was a it was a name of a show. I used to uh I used to watch it all the time on BT. But anyways, I got I started doing like what my version of the spoken word. Um and it was kind of like poetry. So when I would narrate it, it kind of sounded like a rap. And when I would say things, I wasn't trying to match the word, but it sounded cool to me. So I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Like I'm going to just do it. And I I started rocking with it. And and then I started putting the music to it because I'm like heavy on music, music, basketball, kicks, it all connects. So when I started, uh, you know, putting it out, thank you. When I started putting it out, I was just like, man, I wonder how people are going to think about this. Like, or are they gonna think it sounds stupid and people like, damn, that sounds cool? They didn't even know I was doing what I was doing at the time, and then they started to put it together after a while. But um, it's just my style, and it's not like having an actual style. Some people don't have style, I I feel like I have an actual style, whether you think it's dumb or not. So,
0: man, so you and you did you recently get away from that? Like, how, what do people think about this? I mean, you don't have to do this from for money now right but when did you finally let go of that I'm making this for somebody else versus this is this is mine A year ago,
1: just probably like a year ago where it's just like right. and I've been doing this for
0: about five years
1: now which is crazy but probably a year ago I'm just like you know what I'm going to put out what I want to put out and if you like it so be it um, I think this is cool and you know I won't judge you I don't judge no like I said I see people train all the time And I've seen some pretty weird stuff, but I'm not in, I'm not sitting in on their, uh, on their sessions. Like, you know, I see it on Instagram. So you may put a snippet out. Like I put all kinds of stuff on Instagram, like little quick moves. I know people like it, but for the most part, we're working on getting shots up finishing at the basket, making good passes, you know? So, um, I don't really judge when I see a lot of crazy stuff, which I know a lot of people do. And you'll see them hating in the comments, but that's, that's on you, man. Like, you want to judge other people's work and how people cook and how people do this? Then I, that's on you. But I, I refuse to do that.
0: And hey man, you, you said earlier you're trying to. I'm trying to build something, and I want I didn't want to interrupt. But what are you trying to build right now? Brand. Um,
1: Michael Jordan to Nike, um, Yeezy to Adidas. Like I want to get to that point where I mean I'm starting to get to. To a situation where people really like messing with me. too. like, when I was in Vegas last time, everybody knew who I was. Like for for the first time in my life, which I hate in the sense, I hate feeling like a celebrity. But for the first time in my life, I felt like a celebrity. A few days ago, when I was out there in Vegas, I walk around. I was walking around a bus. I never been a Boston, people running up to me and wanted to take pictures. Like it's cool. And I and I'm all, I, I never turn anybody down like that. Um, but I'm just like for me, I'm just me. Like I don't want to look at myself as Kobe or anything like that. But I want to turn what I'm doing into a brand. Um, now I'm shit now that I see the impact that I have on people's life. Like I see people picking up the camera because they saw me do it, and which is cool. Like I I think it's dope. Like you know to go into all because I think education for me for a long time I didn't think education was cool. Like education is dope. Like it's it's cool learning to me now. It's cool when I see little kids that learn, you know, like three languages, you know, so I want to put it out there that it's cool to do this. So if I could turn this into a brand where I got kids, I got clothes, people walking around in Vegas wearing clothes, I never even met them. You know, uh, the videos, I got guys, that, like I got a guy intern for me right now, Jordan. He's excellent at, at pictures. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that you're better than me uh, one day, if not, you know, tomorrow. You know, I'm going to make sure. So like, just perform the production side, there's nobody right now that's, that's editing videos and training basketball that can say they can do it both professionally and I put it th- together in the way that I have. And that's not being cocky. I just don't know because I look for that. I've looked for that person. When I first started, I looked for that person that was doing that for a long time, just somebody to give me guidance, and I never found them. And I reached out to a lot of people, and they couldn't give me the perfect mixture of basketball edit, basketball and editing producing videos I should say. so um, if, if I fall short of a brand that's fine shoot for the stars if you land on the moon you accomplish more than you probably thought you ever could so
0: man so that that that's interesting like you're right there really aren't many people who can combine it and do it as well as you're doing right now because that's all it takes work man's a train and then you know, the editing seems like kind of mindless work in a sense because you can sit down, do it, and chill for a little while. But it's, it's it's aggravating too. It's a lot. But for you, man, how did you how did you partner up with someone? Because doing this like by yourself, holding the camera, GoPro or DSLR, whatever you had, it it's almost impossible to do that by yourself. Is what it seems. But you had somebody partner with you in the beginning, didn't you?
1: When I started off, I was pretty much doing everything, especially for the first video or like somebody I trained was holding the video. I think when uh, my second episode hit, I was I had somebody doing it with me, but it was just like an art student. It wasn't somebody that was like really emotionally invested into it. Actually it was one of my teammates, Josiah, and he uh, he linked up with me and had a nice lens for the DSLR. And I thought for, for what it was worth, that was one of the best videos that I've ever made to get people attached emotionally. Um, and then people just want to be a part of cool stuff. So a lot of times I'm holding the camera, uh, which a lot of people don't know. Um, and then other times, you know, I I got my friend Chuck and my friend George and like the guys I work with are also my friends. So they want to be a part of something dope and they're also talented at what they do. So they decided to join in and now things are turning into something special. Like when I was in China, I had a film crew like running around with me. So, and That's what you wanted to turn into so you don't have to wear every hat, which I was doing at first. But I did what I had to do to get where I'm trying to go. Um, And when you're, you know, you're trying, you have goals in mind, you just do, and you really, like, you can tell what a person really wants to do by what he does. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do whatever I got to do in order to to get there. And so far as work, I'm not exactly where I want to be, but it's going in the right direction.
0: Right, it just seems from watching the film like you didn't know exactly where you wanted to go. You just wanted to get these kids better. Like I, I don't know. Did you know in episode two that you wanted to do what you're doing now?
1: <laughs> no, uh, I was just, like I told you, I was just training. I mean, um, he end, like the guy that I was training ended up going to, I think it's D two or D three. I'm not really sure, but he didn't have to pay for his school. That was all I was trying to do. Like I told him. Let's just get your education paid for He'll remember. He remembers what I told him, let's get your education paid for. Um, and let's keep playing basketball in the process. And that's exactly what he's doing. Um, for him, he maxed out, I, had I got him younger, we could have got him a little bit higher. But Maddie, the guy that was training that video was five five, you know, and he's not he's not naturally gifted with athleticism. So I mean, for what I knew at the time, I got him better and for the help that I had, we maxed out. Uh, as much as I could. So but I wasn't right. I, I didn't see things going in this direction. I was just training to do it. It was fun.
0: Dang man. So do you do you watch anybody else? Like I'm a big Gary V fan. I love the way he storytells, he brands the daily vlog. Do you watch anybody or is it just you focused on what you need to do?
1: I play a lot of video games and I watch a lot of movies. I watch documentaries. Um I'm obsessed with like Netflix series and hbo series game of thrones i'm a huge marvel fan so any comic book anything i watch um game of thrones breaking bad uh and video games i'm just a fan of storytelling, so any of those adventure games so i learned to tell stories and have a style and music matching music to different scenes through uh things like that like as far as vlogging i never really got into it um and that's partially why i kind of have my own style because i didn't know Right. Anybody else's besides something that was kind of different than what I'm doing um, Which in, in all In essence of everything. I am blogging. That's all I'm doing, but I didn't know what it would what it look like to vlog when I started doing it
0: right, right so Man, I guess I get the vibe that now you're good with it But beforehand presentations kind of shook you up a little bit. It's not what you're you really like to do your voice lessons Are you still taking those and if so how are they coming along?
1: Um, I do them here and there. It's like an online course that I take. I always, I'm always on YouTube trying to find different things. Um, I got better just doing some of the narration I do. I just kept talking. I'm actually not that great of a public speaker. I stumble over words. I repeat things a lot, but I'm a lot better than what I was yesterday or a few years ago. Um, and it's something that I want to continue to get better at because I know a lot of kids want to hear things that I have to say and all the experiences, you know, so I look at even this as a situation or an opportunity to become better just speaking to people. Um, when I, I used to, man, I used to be like a class clown, so I was always very, like, I communicated with people all the time. But when I started editing, I buried myself in the lab, so I went, like, my, my interaction with people kind of got weird, man, like because I wasn't used to, it's just like playing, not playing basketball for two years, you know, you're going to, you're gonna have to get your shot back. You're gonna have to learn how to dribble again. So now, being that things have grown, it's kind of forced me into talking to people and just networking. Networking is so big, man. People always say that, the word networking. I always like, just think about like, why is it so important Like just to talk to people? But now that I learn how to do it, there's so many opportunities that come about um and you don't look at it like that because i sit down with people and i ask you like what are you doing what, what are you doing in life i'm really trying to figure out now with the tension of you partnering with me one day i just like talking to people nowadays so but i went through a time where i was terrible at it and i'm getting better
0: that's crazy so you just you just answered my birthday is coming up on the 7th and uh-huh. uh i'm i'm about to uh, i told my mom she asked what do you want because i usually just get like a book or something she said that's so lame Said, All right, cool. Buy me a ticket to go to San Diego, and I think, uh I think I might go up there to, to kick it with j Law for a second. I gotta, of course, make sure his schedule is, is so- set. But like, you like you just said, it's worth it's worth the investment. It's worth asking my Dukes to to get that for a present.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's you do what you want. Book wouldn't have been a bad investment, man. Uh, some some of the books that I've read in my life changed my life.
0: You know, 10,000 yeah. hours, <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell, outliers. Yeah, yeah. man. Okay. So the, the other thing I wanted to know too, what do you, like, what do you see happening in the next few years in terms of like the combination of media, basketball, entrepreneurship, where do you see things going specifically with this, this industry, this basketball training industry?
1: That's a tough question. I don't know. I don't know where anybody else is going. I just know I'm trying to go. But we there needs to be some t- type of mentorship or something for a lot of guys coming up, and which is cool that you're doing what you're doing and you have the audience that you have, because a lot of people just don't know how to start training players and they want to get better and they don't have an opportunity. If, they, if it was a major in college, I man, it would it would be going crazy right now. Um, and because I watch a lot of guys teaching things that don't connect. And like I said, I, I don't feel like, I'm not, I'm not the type of guy to call everybody out, but there, there needs to be something that happens. But basketball training is growing, man. It's growing everywhere. People are getting, um, you know, whole buildings built just for them to train. So who knows, there's, there's a there's people that see an opportunity and they're willing to invest in, you know, people who are doing good things and people who are good at what they do. So who knows? I mean, I'm trying to build, I'm trying to have an in-the-lab gym myself. And it's looking good so far. It's just keeping that up. Like, you know, a lot of people have gyms before. They just can't pay, the, pay for the license they own. So um, in terms of that, I don't know. I mean, we don't ever know where Instagram is going. We don't ever know what social, what's not what's a new big platform is. Right now, Instagram is just, they keep on just biting off a of, uh, Snapchat, so they keep on surviving and taking the stories and doing all kind of other stuff. So maybe it's here to stay, maybe it's here to go. MySpace is gone. Facebook is popular in certain parts of the world, but it's not, you know, once my mom got on Facebook, was, mom, I love you to death, but um, I, I had to I had to make the move. Now she's on my Twitter, she's on my Instagram. You spelled that wrong, you did too far. you shouldn't say that. I'm like, dang, can you know, nah, but. No, like I said, I love my mom, but uh, you just never know where it's going to go, where basketball training is going to go. I'm just trying to do everything I can to to add to the game and play my part. So, you know, hopefully one day you guys will remember what I did for the game and you can do better than what I did.
0: Man, that's it, funny. My grandma just commented on one of my statuses. She said, "Uh, you need to eat your vet. Somebody, you need to eat your vegetables." And like, she's not a dietitian or a nutritionist at all, but she commented on my status. So I, I, I have that same feeling. You just said, "Man, I'm, I'm with you on that."
1: You,
0: grandma too. So, uh, what are you? What's the one thing that you do? These interviews a lot, man. You, you've been on a lot of them. I looked at them, but what's one question or what's one topic that people don't ask you about that you enjoy talking about?
1: Uh, I, I kind of already told you about it: video games and and uh, <laughs> and movies and Netflix series and all that type of stuff. Like, I could talk about Breaking Bad and all these other shows forever because I have such an appreciation for the way that people write shows and the work that's put in uh, to things. And um, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into production for movies and different things. So. Uh, I can talk – obviously, I can talk basketball. Anybody follow me on Twitter, there's no – I just I just start fires on Twitter and just leave it there and hope people argue. <laughs> I just love talking basketball. People think, like, I hate certain people. I don't really hate anybody. I don't hate anybody at all. I just love, like, arguing basketball. It's just fun to me. A lot of people don't understand it. I come from Inglewood, California. Technically, Gardena, but I spent a lot of time in Inglewood. And when you grow up by the form, you grow up by not too far from Staples Center where everybody plays basketball, you learn how to argue basketball. And that's you know, that's that's just what it that's what it
0: is, I'm gonna ask you about breaking bad in a second, but I gotta ask, how far are you from Crenshaw or Slauson? I'm a I'm a huge Nipsey Hustle fan, man. I'm wondering not far. how far was that? Not far?
1: Where I grew up at, I didn't grow too far at all. Uh Crenshaw, Manchester, Vanessa, Manchester, right by Riley Berger. Um, I used to go to school, a school called First Church, which is right by there. It's, I mean, it's I grew up all, all around. I, I used to hoop at Darby Park, Rogers Park. If you're from LA, you know all about it. Um, I didn't never know, I never knew Nipsey Hustle, but I know a lot of people that do. Um, so it's
0: cool, word. Well, and so, I to be honest, I didn't finish Breaking Bad, man. Like, it was so long. And I'm guessing I'm not a Netflix guy, I like to work, I like to hustle and you do too It's just a different kind of hustle it seems but
1: that's my that's my spare time that's your spare time that's what i do that's what i do when i try to get away i watch i watch shows i watch movies and i get addicted to them and binge watching gets crazy for me but the cool thing about it it connects back to what i do because i get ideas from watching uh stuff like breaking bad or game of thrones or all these different
0: shows so now, I can. I mean, what are you, what are you looking at? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I'm saying when well, I, when I see like a certain shot, I'm like, dang, that's cool. I could probably try something or remix it this way and put it in my video and, or tell somebody like who does video or does photography to try, hey, try this out. And it, like I said, it just, it just sparks ideas. The cool thing about, about movies is, and like books too, it's a chance to get away from your reality and experience somebody else's what um, with the way that the author or the way it's the director is intended for you to do so and that's where you know sometimes it's good to just get away like some people go on vacations some people watch movies some people go sit out on the grass um and i kind of do a mixture of all that stuff just to get away from some time. because just like anything that you like you may love a girl um i don't know guys unless you do or whatever like you 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 may have a passion about something but No matter what, you got to get away from at some point. Even your kids, like, you got to get away from your mom. I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my family. I love my girlfriend. But sometimes you need that space for yourself. You need some me time.
0: That's what I choose to do. Right. So, man, you – and last question before I go into the audience questions. What do you – did you ever have that like imposter syndrome or cause I like how you you never seem come off like you're the guy who knows everything? You just say, Hey, I'm learning this. This is my intuition. But do you did you ever get like self conscious about having this camera around everywhere, carrying it with you, recording? Did you have to fight that? Or how was that mindset? People
1: always tell me that hey, you should be filming this and you should be filming now. I'm just like it's not the right time. Wait, hold on. let me can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so I'm just like, it's not the right time. I don't need a video camera around me all the time. Like, I want players to be able to focus. I want to be able to do this. But sometimes I do have the camera around people um, so that they can get used to it. Cause if this is what you want to do, if you want to be really good, you're going to have cameras following you. That's just what happens because people want to flock around. They want the, they want you for views. They want you for money. So I I'll, I'll keep cameras around the guy. And then sometimes I put people on my Instagram that I train. Now, I don't, I don't post to me, but I don't really tell people who I train. Not like especially with the professionals, but with the young kids, I'll post you just so that you can, um, people can come after you because you want to be good. I want people to, I want to put a price tag on you. You know, I want to put a warrant sign up for you so so when you go out, people are like, oh, that's him. I'm gonna get at him. So if you learn to get at those players, like you gotta have the idea, like or the mindset, you're not coming after me. I'm going after you. I'm coming to take your name. And that's what I want you know, I want for the players, you know. So literally just did that
0: on the post with LeBron's kid. <laughs>
1: I just don't I just don't like having cameras around all the time. And uh, you know, you're invited to come to workouts, but cameras like because people judge people judge you all the time. They don't really know what's what's happening in your workouts like that. So I'll put something out and they was just like, was like why are you doing that? That doesn't make sense. But you weren't there for steps one, two or three. You know, you just saw four, you may have saw three. So I don't miss it.
0: That's point. weird. Man, that's that's weird though. You you don't like cameras around all the time. I know you have some kids who probably don't need the cameras around them. It so <laughs> might expose them in certain ways, but you had a camera literally around you for the longest for it was for a school project. But I guess I'm wondering for you personally. Like, did you get self-conscious about this camera always being there, recording this film, getting <laughs> on airplanes with cameras? Never.
1: Nah, no, nah, I don't really get do. nah, I don't. Maybe, you know, the camera's on or the so but I never really got self-conscious about it. It's just, I look at it, only thing I really notice about me being on camera is how I talk. Like, dude, I can do a way better job. And even, like, if I would watch this, back again, I'm like, damn, why am I talking like that? But um, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get better at just speech in general. So, like, that was one of the things, like, I would definitely be a little bit self-conscious about, but I'm a pretty confident guy for the most part. Now everybody has their insecurities, whether you try to act like you got them or not. Um, everybody has them, and um, I'm just not the type of person to run away
0: from them. That's interesting, man. So yeah, two things like you—you you seem confident. Never, I didn't really know you. Not arrogant at all, and that balance is really interesting to me, especially from coming from the from the West Coast where you came from, being confident but not arrogant. So that's that's pretty cool. Just studying that and knowing you for this brief time other thing is your voice like I know you in your voice lessons you're probably learning about enunciating and articulating and all that but like your brand was kind of that like mumble kind of tone so now you're having to get away from that to go to the next stage and that's pretty interesting to me I mean are you what's the toughest thing you're learning right now with those voice lessons that you're having to practice
1: well I think it's all about progression so when I first started I'm like listening to one of the videos i was making like dang like i was sounding like i sounded like that like it kind of blows me away because but but it's cool though to see if you just kind of watch the videos over to see how i'm trying the direction that i'm trying to go in um because i would love to be the person that talks i want to be also i want to be the morgan freeman of basketball um you know just talking on different videos or commercials or whatever the case may be it may be Adidas commercials. i don't know but I'm. I've always tried to get better at that, in particular, because people kind of know me for that, right? People kind of know me for talking over videos and while the music is playing in the background. You got like crossovers happening. And, you know, I, that was kind of like something I felt like uh, we always talking. I kept talking about the style, like that was one of my styles, man. Right? like, I, mean, I, I to this day, like, I still want to get better at it. So um, it's something that you know that i have i have to give it up. as time goes on because i want i want younger kids to see hey this is where i started and this is where i was trying to go and now you can see kind of you know maybe i won't be perfect at english like speaking english but um i'll have my own style and you'll be able to understand me opposed to just being super mumbled and sounding super ignorant all the time and i don't want to sound like that i, I want to become the best version of myself that i can be in the, but but stay true to what I do.
0: That's what I was getting at, man. How do you stay true to that 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 identity that you've created too? And I can even tell now, man. Like you, you said trying, then you said trying, like you're legit practicing right now. So that's that's interesting, man. And, and respect to you for that one. Um,
1: you got to think about it. Um, I don't have to make it seem real if it is real. So if I'm actually working out with people and struggling with them. Like, I don't, when I talk about it, it's, it's gonna be real. I'm, some people make videos that I watch and I'm hanging out with a guy right now, I'm at his house right now, he said, you can't fake authenticity. And when you, he when you said, like, it's true, you can't, you can't fake being real unless you're just a crazy good actor. Um, but like, for people like you, like myself, I mean, we we just, it's either we're honest or we're not. Most people can just tell. You know, if I pretended to be somebody who I'm not, you got, especially at this point, you guys would be like, what are you, why are you changing up on me? So me being in the gym and, you know, editing videos, it's just the truth. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not just making up stuff on it. And in fact, I've had to pull a lot of things out of my videos because some of it was just too real. And it kind of damaged the people around me uh, which, you know, some of those things I definitely would take back. Uh, but I'll always try to just be as real as possible, and I never thought for one second, like, oh, this is too much. I always have people tell me like, hey, yo, can you just uh, tune it down a little bit? But,
0: you know, that was just me. Well, without embarrassing anybody and without embarrassing anybody, what what kind of real stuff did you have to remove did you have to take out?
1: Um, Just things about uh, family issues and all kind of other things. Um, I don't really know how to talk about it without throwing anybody under the bus because I'm all listen. I'm tight with everybody. Like you know, we I may have not seen you a long time, but one thing that I've learned to do is is grow up and be a little bit more humble and and forget about things that I that have happened in the past. Like period. Like we don't, I don't need to hold a grudge with you. Life is too short, especially with somebody the same skin color, especially, you know, with all that's going on, areas that I've been from, uh, that I'm from, like, you you know, you got people killing each other all the time, and, you know, for me to hold a grudge against somebody, and I'm trying to be about positivity, like, it just doesn't make sense, like, I can't hold a grudge and try to preach a positive message, so, um you know, I, I kind of had to get away from certain things to just make sure that I don't want to put out somebody's, somebody's business they didn't ask me to put it out there. And maybe they didn't want me to put their business out there. Maybe I should have, you know, tone tone this down because sometimes I say things and it sounds like I know everything. And I have never been like I'm always a guy that's just like, you know, I need to learn a little bit more as we talked about earlier. So um you know sometimes I've had to go back like all right let me change this up or let me go let me go on record and say this because I was on record saying that. So
0: Right. And about to wrap up soon, we had a couple questions from my IG and from my inbox that people wanted to ask you. So you can just spit these out as fast as you want or as long as you want. Um, uh-huh. first one is when, when is episode 9.5 of 10,000 hours going to release?
1: We talked about like sometimes people, uh, you know, working for others, they always have to change things up. And actually it's kind of a perfect transition because when I went out there, to to Istanbul, I got a chance to see like the world that like I've never seen. It made me grow a new respect for basketball, from from cops outside to to flares in the in the gym to people mm-hmm. getting in the fights in the audience to to the whole audience just getting along. It was like it was like the the craziest thing that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I showed all of it in my first part of the video. So that's kind of like where I was talking about earlier. Um, Euroleague kind of asked me to pull that stuff back. So we're in the process of going back and forth. It sucks though, because the first video I made, I really loved it. And now with all the corrections, because they're trying to be safe, um, I don't love it like I did, but it is what it is. So like, you'll still enjoy it. You only know what I put out. You won't know what, what it is. But that's why I'm trying to get to the point where I am my own production company, like Vice. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Vice, but... They make what they want. If gun gunshots go off, they can film that. But when you're dealing with people with money or that, that have a big business and they're trying to keep a certain reputation, you can't do that. And I had to learn that the hard way. And it is what it is. It's just the video. I'm waiting for their approval because I ought to put it out two weeks ago I had, it, um, had they let me. But that's not the way it worked out.
0: Man, so it, how does – and again, let me know man, how much time you have, because I, I got a few more just popped up from what you just said, man. The culture of basketball from Istanbul, from, from China, money messes stuff up sometimes. It brings out who people really are, right? And you've seen it in the grassroots here with AAU, with club basketball. What's the difference from here in the States to over there? And has money gotten to them, or do they still do it for the love? Speak on that, if you don't mind.
1: Uh, they don't have AAU. Um, then I have a lot of things, but money is still there. Um, they have more clubs. So like the, a lot of the sleepers that pop up in America, they don't really have a chance to sometimes. in um, in those parts of the country, from what I've been told, from what I've studied, because being that you have a club, um, they will go after you have you, if you have like you're tall, some people grow late, like Dennis Rodman or certain, Anthony Davis, they, they grew late imagine if they never they weren't playing basketball because they weren't tall originally um so that, those are some of the things that people tell me like those late bloomers you don't always see as many of those um i thought that there would be better shooters over there but they're they're not they're just super smart man in europe they're, they're, their basketball iq is off the chain um but they're the love for basketball especially in china like people would be outside playing basketball hundred. I, I would go to parks and it would be 500 people playing basketball. Like it just imagine five people, 500 people on like 50 different there'd be outside courts, like full courts, like, like 30, 40 of them. And people around like just everywhere around them. It's an incredible like scene. So, and they'll do it every day. And you'll see people like 60, year, 60 years old outside playing basketball. Um, so when you watch those actual games like people they're fighting for you know someplace they're fighting for their country they're fighting for their families like their country may be at war so they're just out there hoping um so that their family could be in a better situation so and i always use serbians as an example because i mean if, if you know anything about dragons dragons is always like up there fighting he ain't scared of nobody because he comes from a place where you know, life ain't easy. So he's out there when he's out there hooping and, you know, he's he just playing fearlessly. And I, I noticed that with a lot of those guys that come from countries like that. Um, so the passion is definitely there. The talent and the culture that we have in America is not there, like not as much. So basketball here in in America it comes with culture, it comes with shoes, it comes with a lot of different things. So you see like a lot of be- the best ball handlers that I've ever seen, they can all they can all like at least pick up on dances fast if they can't dance already. People over there, they don't really have that same hip hop culture that we have. So I'm not saying that you have to have it, but I just don't see the smoothness and handles that uh, people have here on a normal basis. So there are a lot of different, dif- uh, you know, differences. And if you talk to somebody who, who was from there and moved here? They'll tell you right away. Uh, but the competition consistently is a little bit better over here. But when you get to Euro League, man, them dudes—they're—they're they're good. They're good over there. You see the championship. You see the crowd. Like you know, I grew up in LA, Staples Center, man. Them dudes—they be sitting around watching, drinking beer, and not even cheering for the game. But like when you go to Europe, you—you—they're gonna get mad if you—if you're not standing up and cheering for your team. Like you got dudes. Jumping up and down, singing the whole time. You're gonna see it in the video I put out. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy environment to where I never thought I never thought I would see anything like that. And it keeps like more I travel keeps going to different levels. So, but Europe, the love is definitely there. China, the love is definitely definitely there.
0: So, and, and last last thing is from from me. You mentioned beforehand about the production company if you had your own production company and you have to pull some things back I mean, what is that now you have a team around you you have in the lab at the lab stills but just because you're you're dealing with a big organization is that why you have to pull things back and you mentioned vice too what are you trying to create or what are the steps you need to take to create something where you can put out your own content that's not being Edited or biased
1: you gotta grow and get people like, you know, make more money and get people to back it Like once I have that I can make what I want Because um, my thing is I always want to build it as real as possible when you have people telling you that you can't build It as real it's more like a commercial You do what you need to do to get where you're trying to get so um, The videos that I made You know that I made I'm, I'm not 100% happy with but at the same time it's a good piece, but it's more like a commercial more than and it is real, and I want to be able to tell the full story. But something I had to I had to kick back. Like if I was in that situation, I wouldn't necessarily want. It. So like, say, say I'm in Inglewood, right? And I see somebody coming uh, and making a video on the hood that's never even lived in the hood. Like, you why are you making the video? You don't know nothing about this. So like, some of the stuff that I never spent too much time in Europe, so I may not know about their wars. I may not know about this, you know so. But some people just hey, don't even mention it. Don't even talk about anything like that. So like that's what I was dealing with in uh in that video. Dang, actually that happened with DJ academics. Anyways, let's talk that's another topic. But
0: uh, that's fine. And I, I guess I'm asking because, of course, you have your own, you can produce your own content. You have your own Instagram, like you, your public figure, you have your own personal brand. So, I mean, are you are you getting these big production companies from the EuroLeague, NBA? Like, Are they creating film for you or what's the agreement there to where you can't produce your own? You know, what I mean, are you signing contracts that doesn't allow you to tell your own story? Wh- well, what is it's kind that of,
1: it's kind of a long, complicated story? But basically, if I go somewhere, they want me to do what I do, but it comes with certain boundaries, which I respect. I, I had to learn to respect them, and uh, in the long run, I did. So, uh, without saying too much, you know, you kind of, if, if since I've said this, you'll kind of pick up on certain things when I put out the video, but um, you just have to be respectful at the end of the day. And, um, I took it kind of hard when they were making me make corrections, but. This is what life is. You know, everything ain't perfect. It ain't sweet. So uh, you just got to learn how to roll with the punches.
0: For sure, man, levels. So uh, that, that was it for me, man. I know I can ask questions all day. But the, the last thing I want to ask you is, I mean, what is there anything that you would want to share with the audience of basketball trainers of kids watching this uh, or listening to this right now?
1: uh not necessarily man i just want to thank everybody for who have supported me to to keep on support man um cuz i'm going to give you guys reasons too. and i, I just want to thank you cuz without without everybody's help or without everybody's support uh there's no way i would be where i'm at right now um it was all timely it was lucky um it was i can i can't be more happy than with my support team than I am right now so um but other than that you know a lot of you guys are trainers man just make sure that you study the game don't go out there and just try to teach people anything and just making things off the top of your dome. I have no problem with creativity um and I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life but I'm telling you when you're dealing with these younger players man they're all sponges I've been training some younger guys uh, recently last few days and they pick up with things so fast, good and bad, they'll hear you say something and they'll say it right back in a different, under different circumstances or to their parents or you might hear something that their parents might say to them in your workouts. So you have to keep in mind how vital uh, the young stages are and good and bad because now maybe you may focus on certain things at a young age and you'll see things happen so fast and and that's big. Like you just gotta, you gotta keep going at it and keep plugging away, but make sure you're about the positive parts and, and always about education and um, all that, all those different types of things. So that's you know some advice. Just keep learning. Keep stay. Always be a sponge while you're training sponges.
0: That's good. That's good. And is that the same advice you would tell young Devin, like who's editing, who's training, Maddie, who's in that stage of life? Um.
1: You couldn't really tell me anything at that point because I was stubborn. I was going to train people for free. Whether, you, you know, a lot of people tell me, you need to charge, you need to charge. And I would never tell anybody to do what I did for free. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't. I would be the advice that I would give to you now, like, hey, I'll charge what you're worth if you're studying it. Um, and you never know what people are going through. Maybe somebody needs the money. Um, I just hope that everybody can find a passion. That, like, that's what I would tell myself is, if you love it, keep doing it. Don't let nobody tell you what to do because a lot of people told me that you know, people close to me told me that the route that I'm going right now would never work. And I, I didn't have the ear for it. I was stubborn and I just kept doing what I was doing and it ended up working. So,
0: everybody, Devin Williams, Mr. 10,000 Hours. Uh, can you obviously, man? We can shout your your social media. Everybody knows it by now, and I will put that in the show notes. But man, I really appreciate your time, and uh, thank you for for the interview. It's all good, man. I appreciate you for having me. Yes, sir. That's it, yo. You killed it, man. <laughs> appreciate you, bro. You no, know it's all you good. killed it. Man. Uh-huh yeah i gotta call karan karan asked me the coach guy when he asked me to call him after we finished. but man again 100 thank you for that and i really loved your answers uh be a sponge while training sponges but you had a bunch of little sound bites there that are dope that are legit well hey anything i could do to help push what you're doing
1: i will do i don't need a reason to even though I was, you know you interview interview me but and if you have anything like i'll retweet i'll do what i can to help you out you see like you're passionate about what you do and i'm here to help so just letting you know
0: thanks man i'll just ask you share it with your feet your peeps and that's about it uh anything let me see oh and if i can ask any trainer man do you need anything like there's some guys who do video editing that i talk to in the groups i'm in the graphic design i mean i know you got all that stuff too but is there anything you need that i can like reach out to the community and be like look these guys are hooper some of them have hoopers they have some gifts too Anything you need that I can just put out there in the universe or the atmosphere. And- if,
1: I have, if I do, I'll contact you. But right now, I don't Bet. want anything. I'm just trying to help others just like
0: that. Bet. All right, man. Again, I appreciate it. I'm going to send you a link to this, and uh, I'll be in touch with you. All right, for sure. Thanks, bro. All right, man. Bye. I'll talk to you soon.